0: Our sponsor for today's episode is Ma Energy. If you want to game all night long, Ma Energy is your best friend. Their energy drink formula blend provides all the caffeine and B12 vitamins you might need to go all night long and to avoid the post-caffeine high. Plus, it only has five calories per serving. Five calories. You can also check out their blue light glasses and their shaker bottle for whatever other accessories you might need if you want 10% off. Be sure to use the link in our episode description and use discount code MA10 at checkout. That's discount code MA10 and be sure to use the link in our description.
1: And this girl starts having a seizure while Jesus is like literally being nailed to the cross. Like visually, an anime is like, it can get pretty like gruesome if you do it right. Well, the authors of this video were
2: doing it right because it was, it was- Episode of the TCC
0: Show. My name is Kai. I'm Noah. <coughs> I'm, I'm Noah JB. And today we have with us a wonderful guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Elijah. Hi, my name is Elijah. Um, people call me Lubby if they don't know me in person, but yeah. Hi. Sweet. And in the topic of seizures, <laughs> Noah has a, <laughs> Noah has a story for us.
1: Well, I sent this. <laughs> I sent this uh, story, or this headline more so to the group today um what did i say i do want to <laughs> first of all it was out of fucking nowhere first of all <laughs> i sent the group a message um well i guess that was after i said um kai can you get hamburger buns and tomatoes you like sure
0: well you said and a tomatoes so i didn't know what to do <laughs> <laughs> so you got two yeah a <laughs> plural
3: tomatoes
1: um and then i just wrote girl had a seizure while i presented and kai thought that that was pertaining to my job which it wasn't
3: i also thought that
0: yeah i thought because I thought, he's you're leading like a market kind yeah, of. yeah yeah so developing your own team i thought you're either bringing <laughs> someone on like the onboarding process and just has a seizure while you're like standing here at your desk that'd be crazy yeah it would have been
1: <laughs> um and then i said okay, this one slaps hard in all caps. And I sent the guys a link to a minute. Mart. He was talking about your, music, and I was talking about your music. He said, this one slaps. I was like, this one slaps hard. And then I sent them the wrong link and it was to a minute Mart. And then Kai was like, yeah, minute Mart's a vibe. <laughs> um, but the story is when I was back at zone, it was after JB's day. Um, I was at zone. I was leading, and I was doing a lesson on um, Jesus's crucifixion, and I had played the video, the animated video that pretty much everyone has seen of Jesus being
0: crucified, and like the claymation one. No, 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 not like claymation. <laughs> like anime. I've seen, I've seen a claymation. It was it was like graphics, <laughs> well, red clay like spilling
1: out. Anime, anime. <laughs> like the anime. Yeah, anime, anime. Like the anime version oh. was like it was pretty graphic too I first off didn't watch the video all the way through before oh I my taught. gosh and I was like yeah this will be fine and so I've got the projector in the room and I'm showing it to uh, I don't know like 25 to 30 middle school middle school kids and in the middle I hear oh no oh no oh no catcher catch her and this girl starts having a seizure while Jesus is like literally being nailed to the cross, like visually an anime is like, it can get pretty like gruesome if you do it right. Well, the authors of this video were doing it right because it was, it was really bloody and he's like being nailed to the cross and she's being, she's like having a seizure right there and they're like laying her down so she can seize out on these chairs And I was like, all right, um, we're done. Everybody go to your breakout groups. And so then they went to their breakout groups, and everyone's freaking out. Like, oh, my gosh, what happened? What happened? And then all in my head, I'm, like, thinking in my head. I was like, oh, no, they don't know what happens next (laughs) (laughs) because we never finished the video (laughs) because I was supposed to do Jesus' death and resurrection that week, but.
0: It's he just dies. That's yeah. He's dead. <laughs> that's that's he all didn't that even happens. get to dying yet. He was just being <laughs>
3: nailed to a cross. He just stays alive forever on the cross. She turned cross. out to be okay.
1: For those of you listening, like, oh my gosh, what happened to the girl? Yeah, yeah, she was fine. But that's my story. For the <laughs> God. Okay. And
3: it was like he texted us this out of context. Like, yeah. no explanation. We're literally just going about our days. No previous text from the group. Girl has a seizure during presentation. That's it. <laughs> Nothing else.
1: Like, okay. To be fair, right. we, we usually do that. We usually send like our ideas to the group so that we can talk about them on the show. We
3: typically preface it a little bit. That's true. <laughs> I didn't like, have
1: the time today, but yeah, yeah, we usually do. Anyways.
3: And neither like, of us even like said yeah, anything just, to we, it. <laughs> and then you just ask if you can fucking grab tomatoes and <laughs> <possibly laughs> groups.
1: Yeah. I just wasn't. I was at work thinking about, like, all these crazy stories that have happened, like, at church. And I know I told it last week, but for you guys, I was um, at a lock-in event. And this... I was with these older guys who were my friends. They're still my friends today. And they wanted to hang out with the girls the entire lock-in event. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And one of my friends dared me to kiss this girl. And right before... I wasn't going to do it, but before... Anything was about to happen, this youth leader came up and he was like, Hey, what are you guys doing? And the guy, not knowing who the youth leader was, was like, Oh, uh, we're playing truth or dare. Uh, I just dared Noah to kiss that girl. And the youth leader looked at me and was like, Do it.
4: Kind of weird. <laughs> That's awkward. Yeah. And he still didn't. And I still didn't.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't. Gosh. Anyways. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Elijah. Thank you. Um,
0: you do music. I do music. That's you one way of putting it. Create music. <laughs> You're, a You're a musician. You are I a am. musician. There we go. You make noise, and it sounds good. Just sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> That's um, the goal, at
3: least, right?
1: Tell us about it. What What kind of genre do you produce? We've list We've been listening to your stuff like all week, <clears throat> by the way, and this, before.
5: This is a question I get a lot. Actually, I. I honestly don't even think I have a genre. I I don't know. My whole music is like a massive journey. Okay. So like from my first album, the production's absolute ass. Like it sucks. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was all on my iPhone. Okay. And like, I don't know. I just kind of threw it together because it was this like record deal thing that came up and they were like, hey, you, you're good at music. And they were super small, super bad. Yeah. And <clears throat> I was like, okay, well, how about I sign this contract without a lawyer and um oh, no. and now i have to pump an album out before 2022 so i just i just threw stuff together and it was really cool <clears throat> it was a lot of fun um but yeah it was just really bad and so that was like like even that had mixed genres like there was a little bit of rap in there there was uh-huh. a lot of singing a lot of instrumental stuff um i kind of dabbled in making beats um, on my iPhone, GarageBand Mobile, shout out, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and eventually I just kept on moving on, and I kind of whittled myself to three areas a little bit. So now I primarily do like folky stuff, um, and then I do like indie rock, and okay. then there's also like the like a hyper pop kind of scene that I'm into a little bit. Um, which is, I don't know. It's it's still a small genre. It's just like accelerated pop, little glitchy beats and stuff. It's fun. <clears throat> um, but really, I kind of just do whatever I want. And that's my whole thing. Is that like, I don't feel the need to stick to anything specific. My goal is to portray what I'm feeling in the moment. Cool. And so, if no, however I end up getting that across is how it comes out, essentially. And I know I've succeeded <clears throat> when... A year down the road, I listen back on that song and feel the same thing, essentially. And so, whether that comes out in, God forbid, a country song. Sorry if any of you like country, but I don't like country. Or it comes out in, you know, like a like a little rap song. Or it comes out in me singing my heart out, you know. That's just how it is, I guess.
1: Dang. <laughs> um, we should talk about, I guess, what our music choices are. Oh, of course. <laughs> so that we can give you a little bit of yeah. insight yeah
5: let's hear it go ahead no man i'm
1: i'm the worst of them all oh, okay let's hear it, let's hear it. i sure. like
5: six nine no <laughs>
1: <laughs> um <laughs> i How like rap i'm pretty strictly rap i like the my favorite artists are some of the new guys coming up i like a lot of the dreamville artists i like kendrick um, I'm not so much a Drake person. Oh me, either. I went on a I went on a date with a girl once, and she only played Drake, <laughs> and I told her to turn it off.
2: because <laughs> nah,
1: I hated Drake. and it instantly now. killed the vibe. Like instantly, you she were... was like, "Okay, well, what do you want me to play?" And I was like, "Nothing,
5: <laughs> nothing." Was it Malia? No. Okay, uh, I would have you I seen those fucking memes? died. You ever seen those memes where it's like Drake, the type of person to yeah, and then it's like, like, tiptoe across the kitchen and steal a, a cookie from the cookie jar or something? Yeah. <laughs> those memes are like the life of me.
1: So I, there's a certain cadence that I only like. Um, I'll compare it to your music so it makes sense to you. Okay, The song Cold, it's a good song, but for whatever reason, my my brain doesn't click with it at all. I need predictable in music. And so um, there's another one. I really like mental, but then there's another one that I really, really like. Um, copycat? Copycat. Thank you, Kai. Um, because it's, I don't know, it's generic. And yeah. that sounds lame. Um, no,
5: it's really, it's my, one of my most structured songs for yes, sure. Yes,
1: that's what I need is structure. <clears throat> I, I like the artist NF. I've seen him more times than I can count. And he, when he does a, like any artist or rapper that does like a flow switch, I can usually not hang with that song. Yeah. Even though I can recognize like, oh, that, that's really, really good. And that's really talented. True. Do we? keep going? Okay, good. <laughs> um, I can recognize it's like super talented and like awesome, but it just, for whatever reason does not vibe in my brain. So that's me. I'm not a fan of country. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Machine Gun Kelly. I'm a slut for Machine Gun Kelly. I'm not a big fan of Machine Gun Kelly.
5: He's not very good at guitar. That's what most writer. people say. Ooh. As a guitarist myself, I just do not vibe with his skills. <laughs> skills. Uh,
0: Kyle, I'm would a big fan of country. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> not to say that I can't get down with some rap, but uh, it's it's got to it's gotta be just right or, or I'm not super into it. Post Malone, love Post Malone. Post Malone's really good, really good. He's such a talented vocalist, and I think that shows in a lot of his rap. Whereas, uh, I don't, I don't find that so much in the raps genre. Yeah, that's something I look for a lot. <clears throat> NF also is pretty good, regardless of his vocals, but he's got good lyrical content. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess that's really it. I don't listen to a whole lot of music. A little it's, bit, a little bit, a little bit of alternative. I can go for like Twenty One Pilots or AJR. Or... Twenty One Pilots is good. Twenty One Pilots is good. <clears throat> but
5: Post Malone, Post is really good. I actually am releasing a song probably next week. That's fairly inspired. Ooh. Like the whole beat is like. Sing it for us. The whole instrumental. <laughs> oh, I don't even remember it. <laughs> I freestyle all my lyrics. Is a Dang, funny thing to no know, know about me. I rarely write my <clears throat> lyrics out. I wow. just, because the whole thing is like my emotion, right? So I'm feeling something in the moment yeah. straight to the studio. And I just, I make the beat or, or I work with a producer or something. Cause I, I work with a lot of producers cause sometimes making beats is a lot of work. But, um, with this one specific, I had a producer make it and it was like a post Malone type uh, thing. And I was, cool. I just, yeah next week
0: that's good i think i think producers can bring a lot to to music for sure yeah. especially if you're going for something like that the- which is so awesome yeah the production's important <laughs> yeah for sure uh jb what about you uh, unless you're uh, unless you got more uh it's it's good for now well yeah. i was gonna say what i what i something i do love about some of the 21 pilots and post Malone stuff is those flow switches so when it goes from like a, a certain tempo and then Completely slows down, or they half time it, or they oh. go from like 4 4 to 3 4. I love that. Cause yeah, I, think, I, think I really like those. It completely switches <clears throat> things up and makes it really exciting. To listen I really
5: to. like to do those like slow downs in my song where I'm going like really hard and then I can break into like where I sing really high pitched and really atmospheric. Yeah. I really like mm-hmm. that in my music.
3: So yeah, I like that too. JB? Uh, country, basically, since I was born and raised, but uh, I work out to rap and uh but i appreciate the fuck out of a musician like post malone is amazing like just musically and like i love watching videos of him walking into a guitar store and he just starts jamming on literally anything they hand him (laughs) and like applause to that you know that kind of shit i can i can appreciate what about you
5: um, I really like depressing music <laughs> because I'm a sad kid. Um, uh, a lot of so depressing
0: I, music in country. Just saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not about
5: that twang. <laughs> I I really like this. Uh, I really like Bonnie Vare, If you guys know who he is, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's um, if he, he's um, he's a really good like folky. Soulful, like soft kind of guy. Interesting. He's, he sings his his lyrics are just like really cryptic, and I really like that. Um, but everything he makes is just sad sounding. I really <laughs> like the Lumineers. Um, this guy named John Vincent III is really good. I think I've heard of him actually. And Simmel. So are these are these artists that? Inspire you sometimes Bonnie Vere uh, inspired one of my like most recognized song, which is Sedona. A lot of people really liked that one, and the vocals were super, super um, inspired by him. And then
0: I don't really know who inspires me, I guess I do. Well, <laughs> well what, what do you mean by inspired? Because you could get something from the music, like you did with Post Malone. You're kind of imitating his style with this next one. Yeah. Or you could really draw from, like, the emotion they put into a song. Yeah, I think, I think you know,
5: the song with Post Malone, for example, doesn't sound like Post Malone. It's just I kind of drew from the guitar and, like, just the kind of more upbeat aspect of it. And then I threw, like, my own style on it. And so I kinda made it my own song. And so it doesn't sound anything like Post Malone, but it, mm-hmm. it it's very inspired by him. And I don't know. I think the beat was made definitely inspired by that guy. Um but then with uh with Sedona, uh I actually was writing that with a girl. The girl is a really, really talented poet. Um and she wrote the lyrics for me and I made the instrumental and me and her both really bonded over Bonnie Vare. And so I kind of pulled from his style a little bit and sang in what's called falsetto, which is like just the upper range of my voice. So instead of like, ah, it's, ah, you know, it's just up there. (laughs) Love it. Yeah. Now I know what
1: falsetto is. (laughs) (laughs) I'm probably the least musically talented person of this group. Easily.
0: So, Ben, you're the one oh. who's, who's probably spoken the least, but yeah. if you could kind of lean over to the mic a little bit, what kind of music do you like?
4: Indie I like, I like anything, honestly. I you listen, guys are just friends, by the way. We're just friends. Yeah, I just want to point that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're just, I have a girlfriend, don't worry. <laughs> um, indie music. I listen to alternative indie music, grunge, country, anything classical. Wow. I listen to it all. Yeah. The 80s? It, I used to really be into old music. Not anymore, not, not, not so. Jazz? Uh, I I like some jazz, but not like, I don't know, I don't have any artists in mind. I have like a main genre I listen
0: to. Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra's fire, but <laughs> who can't like who? Frank Sinatra? People who don't like jazz like Frank Sinatra even, so. True. Yeah. Exactly. You, you just can't say no, he's too good.
4: Exactly, no. Uh, I say I listen to a lot of Mac DeMarco. If anyone knows, do you guys know who he
0: Nope. Not at
4: all. Oh, he's big in the indie <laughs> I community. got you. You know who I'm okay. <laughs> Yeah, I listen to a lot of stuff, everywhere. I listen to old country though, like Garth Brooks, like Tim, old Tim McGraw. Oh wow, yeah. My dad—that's why I grew up on—the classics, like a Kenny. True classics. Kenny Chesney. Oh yeah, big time.
2: Uh,
0: who's George Strait? Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Alan Jackson. Jackson. all the good Jackson, stuff. That was Alan Jackson. Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> good one. <laughs> wow.
4: <laughs> I don't like the new country as much.
3: I'm I very like selective. Tyler, Tyler
4: Chidler, I think, is that his name? Tyler
3: yeah. yeah. Tyler Chidler.
0: Do you do you like?
3: He's like very. He's almost. He's almost not country though.
4: Yeah. Also, Coulter Coulter Wall. You guys know who that is? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. look him up. He's got the deepest voice. He's only twenty four, and this <laughs> dude sounds like he's been smoking cigars for like <laughs> fifty years.
0: He's a fire. Do you, uh, what about Chris Stapleton? Chris Stapleton? No, because he's he's, yeah. he's newer country.
3: With... I don't like Chris Stapleton. Really? No. I'll be the first to admit that I don't like new country, like certain new country artists. Yeah, huh. he, he I have no feel problem with that. Super
0: new country though.
3: He no, he doesn't. He has very like classic vibes, wanna be George Strait vibes. Yeah. But I just so, don't like. I have a I question. I like his music.
1: What What makes them? What makes them distasteful? Because when you listen to rap and you go like Fifty Cent to Lil, fill in the blank,
2: <laughs> it's a pretty obvious reason
1: as to why people don't like.
2: that. Yeah.
1: What What makes it about country that go that you go? Alan Jackson, or George Strait, and then you don't like Chris Stapleton.
0: Because Noah's like, there's a there's an acoustic guitar, don't like it. There's well, a fiddle, don't like it. I'm talking like about it.
1: him.
3: Like, Chris <laughs> Stapleton
1: me. to me I like, know why I don't like
3: country music. He either. sings a lot of, like, slow stuff. <laughs> okay. And I'm not, like... If I'm gonna listen to a slow country song, it better be, like, fucking deep. Like,
0: yeah. Or, like, a beach country song. No. What that you don't mean? like beach songs? Wait, what does that mean?
3: Well, okay, not like... I like certain beachy... <laughs> country songs but like okay. it's got to be a fast one not like a fucking like beach boys are in the back of it
0: that's not what i meant i, I mean i mean like uh, you know
3: the beach boys vibe is what i mean not literally yeah, okay. fucking beach boys
2: okay, okay 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 but chris
3: ableton like his voice is really deep he has a very good voice i just think his lyrics are trash that's just my opinion like i don't i don't really i don't really like
0: it And and you know you're entitled to your opinion He's he's written a lot of music, too, and I bet you yeah. probably don't like the songs he's written, either. Oh, mm. really?
5: Lyrics take things a long way. Yeah. Mm. Like, you can have a yeah. good-sounding song, but it's trash because the lyrics <laughs> are just about boobies.
3: <laughs> we know. <if> we're <laughs> <like> that.
5: That's <laughs> why people don't like a lot of my hyper-pop. That's why yeah. it's my, like, my worst genres, just because... It's, it's because it's a little bit more mindless than my more How soulful.
1: So... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to structure this question in my head. Why don't you do the, the fast money, the bitches, the drugs? Why why don't you do that kind of music?
5: Because what's it really doing for you? You know, like who's it really speaking to? People that are doing what? Nothing. Getting with money for life? nothing from from doing things that are stupid. Getting like wasting their their person on an, on on everybody that they see that they think is hot or. You know, I just, I just really don't, I don't find anything about that fulfilling or life giving. Like <clears throat> if I'm actually feeling something, then that could be something for someone else. You know, I'm not just going to be like, oh yeah, I have a bunch of sex.
2: But, oh, <laughs> I don't have a bunch <laughs> of sex. Why am I
5: saying that? I don't do drugs anymore. And like, <clears throat> and who, I mean, I'm just thinking like, who am I speaking to and what's my goal really right. It's like my, I, I've lived through so much. And it would do me nothing, and no one else anything for me to just talk about drugs, sex, and money, right, you know, and yeah, sure, I've lived that life but but what about it made like what about it really helped me like if anything, it brought me to my destruction like i I came so close to death so many times because of the way I was living, and it was that exact lifestyle. That's really why I don't really like a lot of rap is because you know. Like, people, like, for instance, like X, I really, 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 I, I don't necessarily love his music anymore, but yeah. he's a huge inspiration to me just because he really talked, you know, in a lot of his songs. Sure, he had the drugs, money, and <laughs> sex, Oh, for sure. Definitely. Oh, for sure. <clears throat> but once he kind of leveled up, he started talking about real things that really spoke to me, and it kind of opened my eyes to just the power that music has, you know? Yeah. And it's like, music has such a, such a power over people's lives even you know like the music you listen to really does influence you whether you want to deny it or not like the music I listen to really shapes the way I'm acting and I want you know I my goal with my music is is more so you know if someone's going through hell I want them to know I've been through hell too and that there is a way out and that yeah it does suck and that you, you it's totally fine to acknowledge that and live in it you know um
1: I've got a question. A good question. What kind of hell have you been through? Because a lot of people are like, "Ah, oh, like nobody in this world c- I can relate to." There's nobody. I have nobody. I'm all alone. I I can't find anyone that's feeling the way that I do. No, that's what that's, have you been through?
5: See, I've I consider myself blessed in a lot of ways. Um, I'm really thankful for what I've been through. Um, it sucked, but I've been given a really versatile story. Oops. <laughs> um, and I can relate to a lot of different things and I might not know everything, but I don't know. Um, I've been through, <clears throat> a, most of my life has been a massive phase of addiction. Um, and a lot of abuse. Um, I dealt with a little bit of homelessness. Um, you know, a lot of depression, anxiety, suicide. Um, I don't know, honestly, like you can probably name something. I don't know. That's just kind of the all-encompassing genres that I can mention. But, yeah. But uh, I don't Tax know. Tax evasion. See, that's one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Could you pick a story from each of those?
5: Yeah. So um, <clears throat> let's start with the abuse. Uh, let's go kindergarten. Actually, no, no. Let's Let's reel it back a little bit. All right. So pretty much I was born into a really solid family you know Mm -hmm. my you you met my dad he was on the show before like yeah he's a great dude yeah Um, my mom's an amazing woman um but and they were missionaries when i was just born we lived in england and came back here and everything was fine and dandy um went into kindergarten and I, i started being sexually abused at school um and this continued with a bunch of different people all the way through my sophomore year of high school. Dang. Um, and it ended up in me switching schools a couple times, getting homeschooled. Uh, a lot of relationships got cut off because of it and because of the way that uh, it got handled legally. Um, I ended up... Uh, it, it just got super complicated and I ended up getting in trouble for a lot of the things that were happening to me. Um, third grade comes along...
0: Uh, <clears throat> question and I, still in England in third grade
5: no 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 we moved back we moved
0: back to Salem Oregon sorry oh so so you're dealing with <clears throat> the Washington or Oregon. Oregon court system when we were talking about the legal stuff no
5: it actually didn't get run through legal the legal system which is why oh. it got so messy oh. it's because the school handled it Um, And the school was really weird about it. And I was young, so I don't know all the details. Right. But uh, came one of the years. This is one of those legal things where I'm just going to be pretty vague. But past first grade. Kindergarten and first grade is, you know, those years. uh, All these things were happening. I was being sexually abused. I was being raped at school. Like, um, all these things were going on. And I didn't understand that it was bad, necessarily. And, um... And, uh, I, I came to this like point where I would just act up essentially to get positive attention and stuff yeah. because, cause really, you know, just with the way that it was all handled by the school, it ended up just being kind of me and my mom kind of dealing, working through all this, just mm-hmm. me and her alone. <clears throat> and so I, uh. And all the kids obviously thought I was wacky because I was being treated so weird by the teacher. Yeah, yeah. I was obviously set aside, so I became the class clown, blah, blah, blah. Um, So, yeah, I was the loud kid, and um, I, I really couldn't tell you why that all happened.
1: That's totally fine. I'm not looking for you to
0: be like, "Oh yeah, that's why." But no that. Could okay. could you give us the result of 7 years worth of therapy real quick? That'd be great. <laughs>
1: um, okay, so that happens up until your sophomore year.
5: Yeah, um, but but uh third grade I ended up having this really 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 bad experience where <clears throat> Um, I was raped in a bathroom by three different people and, uh, I ended up talking to my mom about it at one point. And, uh, you know, I had talked to my mom in kindergarten about one specific situation and that's when the school got involved and started kind of taking it in their own hands for whatever reason. Um, but my mom pulled me out of school, homeschooled me for a year and then I switched schools in hopes that everything would be good. Right. That this would end because, because it was like. You know, it was so many different people for no reason at a bunch of different times. And I was just, you know, little, little Elijah, like I was, <laughs> I was just doing my thing. And so I ended up switching schools and during that whole homeschool period, like me and my mom kind of roughed it out a little bit. I was a little traumatized kid and my mom was doing her best. Yeah. And I was just, I, this is the beginning of the rascal phase. <laughs> you were a demon <clears throat> child. I was a, de- I, I was a little bit of a demon child and. uh. I ended up moving schools uh, into fourth grade. Fourth grade is the only year that I attended school that I wasn't sexually abused. Wow. Um, Which is cool. But at the same time, I started realizing what it was, what what was going on, because my parents started taking me to a therapist, um, which I didn't care about at all. And, uh, you're in fourth grade. I wouldn't expect yeah, you I, to, I, I don't know. And then I started realizing things were weird. I started getting depressed at a super young age, mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, went into fifth grade, you know, started getting sexually abused again. I was in a split class, which, which is like fourth and fifth grade. So I was like, you know, I'm a little slow. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was put in that class. Um, did you, did you have friends growing up
1: in elementary school or no? No. Really? No. So you're a class clown, but with no friends. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
5: I. I'm going to point that out, no. Well, I was just asking. I'm, <laughs> You're a dick. No, 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 it's fair. It's fair and because it's a huge part.
1: It's a no, huge part. No, has gone fast, so I'm just asking questions no, to help I just have to build a Shit, better man. picture. No, no,
5: it's fair. I, I told this story so many times, it's hard for me to not give the nutshell version. No, it's, we have, sorry, I should have
1: told you that before we even hit record. You have as much time as we need. We can okay. go until 10, 11, we can go till 1 a.m. Maybe not one AM. We all have to work at like four thirty AM but you get the point. Yeah. Um you can go as fast as you want. We're gonna keep asking you
5: questions. No, but questions are fine. <laughs> I'm literally the most open book in the world to a fault. Cool. And uh Yeah, so I fifth went into grade. In fifth, fifth grade. grade. Fifth grade. I went into fifth grade. Um I actually started trying to make friends at this point. You see, mm-hmm. I was trying to make friends before, but it was all um I don't know, it was all like negative attention type of thing. It all it always ended up in me getting hurt. Not not like emotionally hurt, but like physically like violated. Oh. <clears throat> and um which just wasn't wasn't great. <laughs> <obviously>. <laughs>
2: I'd
1: be concerned if you were like, Ah, it was fine. It whatever. wasn't it wasn't very cool, is all I have to
5: say. <laughs> but um I went into fifth grade and then I just I just finished it out like barely made it out, um, but I did. I actually made two friends. One's name was Bo and one's name was Dalton. Bo ended up becoming a high school douchebag, and Dalton ended up being becoming a cool kid who's really nice. Shout out Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> and and nice. um, yeah, so I had those friends and I ended up uh, finding out that we we're moving. After fifth grade. And I was like, shit, I just made
1: friends. From Salem to? Corvallis, Oregon. Okay.
5: Um, Where my dad was, uh, he got a job to like reignite a church. Mm -hmm. Because this church totally failed. He probably said something about it. Possibly. Um, Yeah, But yeah, we, uh, we moved over to Corvallis because there was this church that totally flopped. And my dad was like... I'll do it because he's a boss. <laughs> and so, and so we went um, to Corvallis, where I made zero friends. It was bad. Like I was, I became such an antisocial freak. <laughs> like I, I went to school, made it through school with my two nerdy friends that played Minecraft. Nice. And uh, which, which, to be fair, Minecraft's a cool game. No, I um, but I just, I, I would skip days of sc- countless days of school, sit at home. Our house was awesome. It was like on top of a mountain, massive property with a forest, like log cabin vibes. Um, I walked in and then I'd go downstairs to like the basement where I would sit in front of my massive TV, PS4, play Destiny all day. (laughs) So all my friends, all my friends were online. And so I just didn't want to go to school. Um, uh, Another one of those legal reasons thing. Um, So someone... um, Closer to our family, would come over and I would like sexually abuse me. You know, same as uh, in Salem, mm-hmm. and this was a frequent thing. I just didn't say anything. And at this point, I <clears throat> coming summer from fifth to sixth grade started taking pills. Pills, um, not not for drug reasons to commit suicide. Um, wow! And so fifth fifth grade Elijah like taking pills to commit suicide. That's a little young, right? Um, Walk us through that that thought process of fifth grade Elijah. Because <clears throat> the way you
1: just said it, you just woke up one day and you're like, yeah, I'm gonna start popping pills.
5: No. Um. Was there a feeling when- <clears throat> that was
1: associated with that?
5: No. Here, here's here's where I, a point I missed. Thank uh, you. Okay. <laughs> so this was entered into like uh, this became part of my life when. The teacher that would pull my teeth, you know, mm-hmm. that one, if you remember. Yeah, it's um, crazy, <laughs> by the way. I know. I, <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: keep going, keep going. <laughs> um,
5: that teacher told my parents that I was, like, super hyperactive and stuff because class clown kid. Um, and so I got, like, diagnosed with, like, ADHD, started taking Adderall. Mm-hmm. Adderall? people at school started calling them my normal pills <clears throat> where I would take wow. them and I would act normal. Yeah. And so in my brain here, little kid Elijah's like,
1: shit. Any, any pill is a normal pill.
5: Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I mean like just this, I mean, even just this one in specific is like, like I'm so abnormal. I'm so set aside and cast away by these people. I have to take a pill Yeah. in order to be accepted by them. <clears throat> And in that sense, I started finding out by taking more and more of these normal pills to be more normal and normal <clears throat> that I got closer and closer to not feeling, you know? Wow. And uh, come fifth grade, um, I realized everything. I realized I'm being hurt by these people. Like, this is not normal. Like, it really isn't. I <clears throat> have, you know, I've been cast away by everybody and it's not even, like, I realized it wasn't even my fault. And so many people, you know, here's a quick reference. So, like, by the time sophomore year comes, there's a hair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I do a ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> no, but ty- t- by the time sophomore year comes, over 50-plus people, like, I stopped counting at around 50, like, have sexually abused me. with uh, Different people. And so, um, oh, shoot, where's my brain? Uh no, so I started taking pills because so many people like I have to be different like I'm not like there's a reason this is happening to me which there probably isn't or maybe there is who knows but um you know there's a reason that that all this is happening to me and only me yeah and maybe not only me but right just to this extent like it's it's so excessive and it's so
0: and when you're that young it's this is only happening to me. Yeah. There is no other people are experiencing this yeah. feeling, especially when you're in a home with no siblings. Three little sisters. Okay. Siblings who you're not being open with about that specifically. Yeah, And they're, yeah. So, so from your perspective, your reality is there's no, I'm completely alone in this. No one has any idea what I'm going through. Yeah. yeah. I and, wonder,
1: <clears throat> sorry to jump in here. No, no. I wonder if sitting with, a therapist that young kind of enforces that idea. Like you're talking to an adult about kid problems. <clears throat> Why wouldn't you be talking to a kid about kid problems, you know? No,
5: that definitely Like as a
1: kid, that's what you that's might be subconsciously what's going through your brain. I have to go see this I have to go see this adult once a week, maybe once a day to validate what I'm feeling. It's kind of weird right
0: uh it, it depends on the, the therapist and the therapy style uh, a good in my opinion a good kid therapist will only do therapy through like fun child activities and your parents are telling you hey you're going to go have your your fun after school activities like you usually do on Monday yeah that makes know.
1: that makes sense i don't know that's just a thought in my head i've
5: actually i've never thought about that but but um no it definitely was weird and i did not want to go like, yeah. to this therapy thing, because cause obviously, like, this stuff is raw, undealt with, <clears throat> I'm a kid, zero emotional stability, like, mm-hmm. zero awareness of that, you know, still throwing temper tantrums because I can't get a cookie, like, or because well, um, I can't stay up past 7 p.m. Yeah, like- <laughs> and those are puberty years, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I stopped going to the therapist at that point, Um, probably by the time of fourth grade, and I ended up seeing her again when I lived in Corvallis, because she ended up moving closer by chance, and... You know, I just wasn't vibing with it, (laughs) to put it in simple terms. Yeah. So you get into high school, and how did things go there? No, actually. Keep going. We're still in seventh grade. Okay, go to seventh grade. (laughs) Seventh grade um, started, you know, dabbling. No, no, sixth grade. Um, Pill-popping, that's what we're talking about. Pill-popping. I was getting really into pill-popping and just kept trying to kill myself. We lived in this huge forest, right? so much space for for people to take you know like 6 hours to find me cuz i think i'm just exploring yeah <clears throat> so you know i'm I, we had a we had let me paint a quick little picture please so <clears throat> there's the driveway the house and then on the side of the house there's this massive ass hill like super steep hill right above the deck and the roof so me i'm thinking like uh i should jump off this roof so you know i tried jumping off the roof and like twisted my ankle somehow oh, and no. that's all that happened <clears throat> and you know this is a tall roof within. and what's
1: going through your head is i want my life to end yeah by doing this yeah because wow. i
5: i just i didn't understand and everybody it it seemed as if everybody hates me okay and and i'm just like invaluable um Which is something that got really hammered into my brain over Mm -hmm. time. Like, really hammered in. Um, But, yeah. So, I tried jumping off my roof. I tried hanging myself. um, Suffocating myself. Just all this. A bunch of things. Wow. Um, So many times. Countless. Um, End of seventh grade. I moved here. Vancouver. Yeah. I moved to Ridgefield. Okay. (laughs) Um, Where... I got a fresh start. I started wearing weirder clothes, which is cool here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I had these mustard yellow pants. that I, I was rocking all the time. They were the ugliest pants ever. But they got me the ladies. And, so, <laughs> and At this point, uh, seventh grade, I was certainly smoking weed. Certainly doing a bunch of things. Uh, definitely smoking weed. Definitely... Drinking a lot. Um, Any, anything harder than that?
1: Or is weed point, pretty much what a 7th grader can get?
5: Well, here, yeah. 7th grader who just moved into a new town. Okay. Could get. Because, you know, no connections. You right. know how it goes. Right. Well, maybe.
2: Um, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm well versed. Okay. <laughs> Me too. Not, not
5: myself. But, you know, whatever. No. Um. We, shoot, yeah, I started smoking a lot of weed, um, and that got me a lot of really cool friends. Right. <laughs> the ones that you want to do life
1: with forever. Yeah. <laughs> the ones
5: you can trust, and, you know, no, <laughs> bad friends. And, yeah. And, um, you know, I had this stupid haircut. It was bleach blonde, like, side shaved, just, like, straight down here, just flopped down the emo cut. Um, and, uh, I don't know, all the girls thought I was super cute, uh, started sleeping around a lot. Wow. And, um, yeah, you know, so hold on, walk us through that transition. Cause you
1: went from jumping off the roof to now girls are attractive and I and smoking weed with the cool crowd. Oh yeah. Crowd.
5: Um, so pretty much actually was the
1: fresh start. What you needed and it just went sideways?
5: No. So I gave up on committing suicide. Okay. And moved to I don't want to feel because suicide wasn't working. I was doing all these things. Somehow I'm alive. I, to this day, don't know. Like how. Yeah. Um. But every time something would happen that, that took, that like saved me. And it was so weird. And I got mad. I got really mad and just gave up. So, you know... It's a so, good thing to give up, by the way. It is. It <laughs> is. <laughs> Thanks for the assurance. one has <laughs> got your back. If there's you anything you that should that give one. up in this world, it's <laughs> yeah, trying yeah,
1: yeah, to yeah. commit suicide.
0: <laughs> this is a weird episode. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: Sorry, Bill.
3: Noah's being strangely supportive of interesting times in your story here. Yeah, I'm trying. You know, super
0: cheery. <laughs> <laughs>
5: no, but... um moved on from that. Obviously I still have my moments where I, you know, I just didn't want to live. So I would still try, like, you know, attempt to commit suicide, but it wasn't my big thing. It wasn't my big thing. It was like, a, don't know. It was like, no, I hate my life right now. That was like the biggest understatement of my life. But, um, we, why am I saying we, I'm losing my brain. It's just you. It's the meth. It's just you. Um, we haven't gotten there yet. Um, <laughs> we'll get there. <clears throat> no, I started smoking a lot of weed. Uh, <clears throat> so that was kind of my escape at that point. And same with pills and drinking. Mixing them all. Um, there there's a point...
1: Are you doing this alone or with other people?
5: Yes. <laughs> okay. So both? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <all right. clears throat> um, yeah, I don't know. I started... Just trying not to feel anything because everything felt like torture to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I got really paranoid. Like, I developed a really bad paranoia that I still struggle with <clears throat> where I really do believe that everybody hates me. And that I, I don't know, it's super weird. <clears throat> um, I have to reassure myself a lot. But, um, yeah, I started getting super paranoid, doing a bunch of drugs. Got into high school, because, you know, we went 7th, 8th grade, just yeah. sleeping around, smoking weed. The classic pothead. Yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> uh Pothead skater. And then, uh, oh yeah, freshman year, I ended up getting sponsored by a skate company. Hell yeah.
0: I forgot what they're called, because they sucked. What was their name? <laughs> no you might know this. I could, were, yeah. were they local in, toward Ridgefield? <laughs> no. They were really bad. They were like,
1: uh... Was it one of those, like, hey, if you buy a board, then we'll sponsor you
5: kind of things? No, it was like, they'll send me stuff, but, like, you gotta send me videos of you doing cool things. And then they sent me stuff, and they posted me, but they were just jerks. I don't like jerks. Yeah. (laughs) So I left, <laughs> and I stopped skating. There you go. <laughs> and I started doing more drugs. Wow. Um, freshman year, though, I I uh, ended up dating this girl for anonymity. Is that a word? You got anonymity. it. Yeah. Is it? You got it. Is yeah. It? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're doing great. <laughs> um, not gonna say any names or anything like that. Okay.
0: Let's but, call uh, her.
1: Judy. Susan, Judy? Judy.
0: I like. I was thinking a J word as well. Yeah, I'm gonna be mad Judy's if you, you guys suggest her name. <laughs> I'll be like, okay, so we'll call
1: her Judy. So Judy. you're
0: dating Judy at the time? Oh, that's her name. Let's call her Susan. Susan, yeah, Susan. Susan. <coughs> I'm dating Susan. There's right? no
1: way you were dating someone named Judy
5: <laughs> in oh. 2020, bro. Her name was Ruth. Lane. <laughs> you know. All right. No. So you're dating Judy. Judy. Yeah, me and me and Judy you know we had a lot of we had a lot of fun times um i did a, i i used her for a lot of drugs okay um she used me for a lot of money but i found out this girl was pregnant right yeah okay that's yes. where you lost sophomore left year her. thank we, you yeah. we completely <laughs> forgot about that good job opinion. moving back yeah so this girl's pregnant <laughs> losing my little sophomore mind yeah you know high on cocaine like I'm a little cuckoo at this point yeah more than Um, a little but yeah yeah (laughs) um yeah I I remember freaking out about it and just being terrified and and uh did you tell mom and dad about it or no no I mom and dad didn't know about a lot of this wow they knew I smoked weed yeah (laughs) 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 and they knew I had a girlfriend Wow Um, But yeah uh, I freaked out Um, You know My friends were just so great And so amazing And so trustworthy back then Um, That's sarcasm Yeah Just you know People be listening And uh, Yeah so I started I asked my friend Like dude I don't know what to do And they were like Well There's nothing you can do And so I was like Cool bro And so One of my worst regrets Ditched the situation Completely never talked to her again. Um, except for once, but we'll get there. Um, I realized, like, dude, that was really messed up. And so hold on, you just left her. To yeah. Clear. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> totally. Um, abandoned that situation <laughs> and realized how, like, messed up that was. And it got to my brain, and I was like, dude. Like, I just kind of realized the value that it held that that there was a kid out there that would belong to me, right? And that's a big thing to me. <clears throat> um, and I realized that, but at the same time, I was in a, I was like very enveloped in a lifestyle of being <clears throat> true to the decisions you make, being really tough for no reason, um, you know, just not going back on the things that you choose to do. Right. And so, <clears throat> with that being a part of my life, I didn't go back, and uh, I just kind of groveled in it and asked my friend to help me. And I was like, "Yeah, I can't go back. I'm like." And so, basically, <clears throat> that whole thing led me. My friend was like, "Yo, try this out. Handed me meth. Boom. Started smoking meth. <clears throat> uh, meth is a really scary drug." <laughs> Um, you never know what you're getting. Is this still sophomore year? End of sophomore year. So. Like, <clears throat> man, everything's so foggy.
0: Understandable.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so, pretty much started smoking meth. Um, after about six months of smoking meth, started shooting up meth. Wow. Um, That's a dangerous transition It is a very dangerous thing to get into And I started losing a lot of weight You could see it in my face Like I got really skinny Really frail And like scabs on my face And like markings And like it was bad Um, I was still By the way I'm still into like suicide And not feeling things Mm -hmm. Um, Got like Really bad about self-harm um and really into like satanism and i started getting into like witchcraft and like spells and different things that were just not really very cool
0: and is this all around the same time yes this is all
5: this is all like kind of packed into one little ball of chaos that was my life and was bad over Uh, over how long of a time period Saw uh, probably halfway through sophomore year. Okay, through. Whenever the hell I went to rehab. Through May twenty twenty. Whenever that was. Okay. But I I just I don't know I, I'm. Memory's bad. <clears throat> probably junior year. Junior year is probably when I went to rehab. I was seventeen. So
1: yeah. So what, of all of the things that you've talked about. Led you to go to rehab.
2: I don't so, know
0: if we're waiting for
1: that yet. <clears throat> we're, we're at an hour, so we can try and speed oh, okay. this along just a little bit. <laughs>
5: yeah. Um, you
1: probably. Can, you can fill in the blanks if you have to.
5: Yeah. <clears throat> so, with this whole Satanism thing, I got a little crazy. A little cuckoo. Started sacrificing squirrels.
0: Wow. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'm glad you prefaced that first.
5: <laughs> yeah. So I got a little cuckoo. Uh, I started like this is bad. This is really bad. Started like drugging my dad. What? So, like I would be like, hey dad, I made you some tea, and like it was drugged, and so that he would fall asleep or pass out or blackout, so that I could do, go do my thing. So I could go wow. deal drugs, or so I could go Whoa. meet up with people. <clears throat> like I said, little cuckoo, or. Just a little?
1: Yeah. Or you <laughs> know
3: this? Yes. Okay. Okay. Don't cool. you worry. I want to okay. make sure that we're <laughs> <Yeah>. legally covered <laughs> yeah. on many no, bases no, 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 no. here. I,
0: I wanted to ask I'm that. Very I legally <laughs>
5: <laughs> I tread lightly with legal things. Okay, okay. <laughs> very lightly. Okay. So yeah, my dad knows about all this. <laughs> it's all taken care of. Used to drug my dad, and uh I would cast like spells on my dad. Oh like, my goodness. Like 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 wacky. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Me and my dad used to get in a bunch of fights. I ended up uh, <clears throat> I ended up dr- chugging two bottles Frick! I ended up chugging two bottles of rubbing alcohol <clears throat> in an attempt to kill myself and that ended me in the ER um, which was bad like like just no to...
0: uh, did that were you getting crossfaded at the time or was it just the rubbing alcohol? I don't remember. Okay. It okay. was two bottles of and, and alcohol. I, I don't expect you to remember, but I wanted to ask. So. No, no,
5: yeah, fair. Um, <clears throat> no, but I remember. I do remember that moment where I poured. Oh, so you know those like Sunny D containers, yeah. like the big ones. Yeah. So I like I I like dumped all the Sunny D out, and no, no, I didn't dump it out. I used it for water because I became addicted to Benadryl at one point. Because Benadryl. Is actually a hallucinogen if mm-hmm. you take enough of it. So, and it dehydrates you a ton. <clears throat> so, I was drinking like four gallons of water every time I took Manadro. Cause, like, you know, they come in 25 milligram tablets. I was taking like a lot of pills. <clears throat> um, but, anyways, they dehydrated me. I had this bottle full of water, dumped the water out, um, poured two bottles of rubbing alcohol in it, and chugged it in front of my parents. I was like, this is rubbing alcohol. I'm gonna fucking die. I said that. That's a quote. <clears throat> yeah. And I was like bragging to them. This is like how like much of a screw loose there was. Like, yeah. I was like, I'm going to die, and there's nothing you can do about it, like smiling about it. And I wasn't myself, and I remember <clears throat> just my parents just being like, I don't know. They were freaking out, and uh, they called my therapist at the time, and he was like, don't let him eat anything, and don't let him drink anything. Take him to the ER
0: right now. Went to the ER. <clears throat> a little weird that they called the therapist first. I would call 911 first. Could I get yeah, an ambulance? Yeah, probably. Someone just chugged two. Well, to be okay. of... to be fair, <laughs> there was a lot of things going down with that whole area. Okay. <clears throat> um, I don't know. I'm I'm sure that one moment alone wasn't just rubbing alcohol. So yeah, I th- a therapist probably does make sense under the context. Yeah,
5: I couldn't tell you because it was also like a suicide attempt, and really, honestly, like I don't really know what the
3: police would do
5: or or much with with a. With a suicide attempt mm. and, and whatnot.
3: No. Well, they would have taken you to the hospital, but then you would have gone to, like, psychiatric. <clears throat> yeah. Or like yeah. They, <clears> throat> your throat> parents probably would have lost you, and that's yeah. probably what yeah. they and saying honestly, problem, Yeah. And honestly, yeah, probably a good call by them. Yeah.
5: And so so they called my therapist, and regardless of the reasons, mm. and um, went to the emergency room, <clears throat> and I was drunk. I was so drunk. You know. Understandably. Uh, <laughs> <you. laughs> and, um,. I just remember laying in the hospital with all these things attached to me and just laying there with my dad sitting there through the whole night. And I guess that was like the first kind of moment that I realized that my dad was like there for me, I guess. And that he kind of like came back because, you know, there was a point in time where it was super distant, me and my dad. Um, And it was a really hard relationship to cultivate. And um, so because it was just like kind of me and my mom. And, uh, but my dad sat there the whole night and yeah, I don't know. It was, it was a big thing and I ended up being okay. Obviously I'm not dead, but, um, a social worker came in, she was like, you need to send him somewhere. And I was like, hell no, you weren't sending me anywhere. So, you know, I just evaded the issue until what was it? Man, there's so many different incidents that I could talk about that I just don't remember. But another suicide attempt came up, um, and I was really high. Oh, I remember what it is. Sorry. Not a suicide attempt. I stole a car. Okay. Stole a car. Picked up a girl. Um, We got super drunk at a park. This is like, time frame-wise... Right when COVID started, when Parks had, like, caution tape wrapped around them, um, we, like, broke the caution tape and, like, built a little fort under there, smoked a lot of weed, cast some spells, because we were both into that, and uh, got really drunk, smoked some cigarettes, and, um... Looking back now, do you think those spells worked? Uh, yeah. Yeah. How so? I think, I think I was really tapping into an evil... Which was my goal. Yeah. I really think, you know, I, I personally, you know, I have my faith. I'm a Christian. Like, I believe in God. I believe right. in Satan. Right. Um, and I really do think that with given power, I think that, like, Satan can do things. You know? I really do believe in, like, the spiritual world. And, um, <clears throat> you know, it's 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 really scary to get into because cause there's a lot of really weird things that were going on at that time.
1: It <clears throat> looks scary. I've... I follow a few people on Instagram who I graduated with and they've, they kind of go down that route. And then, you know, one night on their story, they post some wild things and I'm like, this is, this is a no-go for me. Yeah.
5: So it was really scary because, you know, my dad's a pastor. We both, um, both believe in this stuff. Obviously, even then I believed in this, in God and Satan because obviously I was tapping into the, alternate side of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my dad walked in. This this is where it gets a little wacky and like, you know, you know, keeping it if you want. But <clears throat> I remember my dad walked into my room one night and it was so scary because my dad like fell to his knees and he was like, he told me he just couldn't stand up because it was so much weight on his shoulders. Wow. <clears throat> and I was like, and I didn't know what he was talking about. And I... So I'm I'm diagnosed with um, trauma induced psychosis okay. and paranoia, um, <clears throat> which means I see things sometimes. It's not like it's like trauma schizophrenia, not but like very dialed down after rehab, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. all that therapy and stuff. But um, <clears throat> no, I used to um, just like see like demons in my room <clears throat> and i would just brush it off as like i'm just crazy like i just did a lot of psychedelics right right and um my dad walked in my room and he he fell and i and he told me that there was like things in my room and um he he told me to open my window and to like start praying these things out because i was uh, i was like visibly seeing these things yeah and he was like he was like I saw an image of, like, something. It was, like, a shadow in the middle of your room. And I look Jeez. in the middle of my room. There's this terrifying monster in the middle of my room That's that I'll so never scary. forget. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, my dad's like, you need to get rid of anything you have right now. And, like, it was so scary. And, like, I opened my closet door because, like, you know, we had those closet doors that were like this. Yeah. And uh, one was sliding over the other. Um, <clears throat> And I moved <clears throat> the closet door over. And in red at the very top, it was painted, like, I spoke to the devil last night and he said everything would be all right. That, that was like what it said. And my, and I did not have any recollection of it. And my dad was like, he said his heart dropped. And so he like guided me and like praying this stuff out and whatnot. And you know, I, it was weird. It was a really weird sensation, like feeling and seeing these like entities, if you will, like leave my room through my window. And that was like, it was such a scary experience. And, um, so yeah, I really do believe that all those things that I were doing really did invite something really bad into my yeah, life.
1: Yeah, I believe that. Dude. So this is
5: after or before rehab? All before. We haven't even gotten to rehab yet. Okay, let's get to rehab. <clears throat> okay, so so uh, stole the car, got drunk, got arrested okay. for stealing the car because I lost the this, the key the car to, the the, the, oh key my, to the, car. the the key to the car. The key to the car inside the car.
3: Okay.
5: Girl ended up calling the cops on us.
3: Wow. <laughs> what, the girl you were with? Yeah.
5: <laughs> that I picked up. We got really drunk and she was like, oh, I can't do this. And so she called the cops because she was freaking out. I was like, you didn't even give me a chance to look. Yeah. Got arrested. She was dumb. Gave him a fake name and stuff. And I was like, dude, whatever. I'm like at the end of my rope right now. So right. I, I like I was so done with everything. And I just, I, you know, I gave him all my real information, took me home, yelled at me, <clears throat> read me my rights and stuff. And my parents were like, you gotta go somewhere. And I was like, you are so right. (laughs) And, um, looked at a bunch of different places. And one day I I actually, it it took like a month or something. But when we, uh, since we, that had happened before we talked about it again, I thought it wasn't ever going to happen. I thought I wasn't going to go anywhere. Um, my parents one day came to me and were like, so you got accepted into a program. And I was like, <laughs> oh no! And um, well, oh yes, but oh no. Yeah, no, no. It was it was a rough moment for me, but I somehow didn't care. I just didn't care, and so I was like, "All right, it better not be a Christian thing." And uh, sure enough, sure enough. <laughs> why't well, you're going to Arkansas? It's this awesome Jesus place. I'm like, "Damn it!" <laughs> and um, so I ended up going there on May. I flew out May twenty third. 2020 so they I boarded my flight and then <clears throat> May 25th went into rehab uh got like five seconds to hug my mom and like five seconds to say bye to my dad and then <clears throat> I got taken off got an ankle monitor again Wow. and I could only wear <laughs> flip-flops with socks sweatpants and a yellow shirt <laughs> <laughs> a man. yellow shirt with the logo on it I was like And I had this, I had this long hair, really long, rusty red hair and like a billion piercings. And, uh, I don't know. I I just, they did this thing where your first three days in Arkansas, like when you're in, like in the program, they take you on this trip called an intake trip where they take you on this backpacking trip in the middle of nowhere for three days. And they give you a letter on this trip. And this trip just so happened to be in like the most treacherous Trip like location that they have, and they like discontinued the location because like, like some kid almost died there, and like
3: well, this, one of the like, staff like fell off a cliff. you feel like detoxing yeah, on a hot trip, so backpacking, de-itis. that's like yeah, <clears throat> that sounds like a shitty idea, <laughs> especially yeah. when
0: you're not from Arkansas, <laughs> right? Right?
5: Yeah, and also. One thing to notice is I'm the only city boy from, like, a liberal place
0: yeah.
5: of any of these kids who are total, like, hee-haws. Yeah. <laughs> like, from my point of view, I'm yeah. like, who are you, bro? Anyways, <clears throat> on this trip, I was like, I'm going into prison. I gotta bulk up. Like, 80-pound Elijah just doing push-ups on a rock. And That's like, so funny. These kids are, like, my intake partners are one's from Louisiana, one's from Texas, both my really good friends now, but... But they were like, "Oh, this kid's gay." Like, like, <laughs> I walked in wearing a sweater and like jeans with Kurt Cobain patches on it. And yeah, stuff. yeah. <clears throat> and they were like, "Oh, this coot, this dude's gay. Like, we're gonna kill him." So they tried to kill me twice on my intake trip. They
2: tried to push oh me off goodness. a cliff and drown me. Wow. And, um,
5: I remember getting my letter from my parents and uh, just kind of sitting there in my tent, just kind of reading it. And I remember like crying that whole night. <laughs> Got back to campus and. Uh, I don't know. I was super insecure. I hated myself, and I wanted to die. Still, I I would grab like hair gel and like and shampoo and everything. I would read the ingredients because I knew a bunch of mixtures. You know, I was doing meth and stuff, so I knew a bunch of different things. Looking at a bunch of ingredients, mixing things, trying to poison myself and stuff. Um, I was cutting myself a lot, and and eventually, this. uh, I told my story to someone for the first time ever. Your testimony. Yeah. For the first time ever, yeah, I trusted one of the staff there. Uh, her name is Miss Cynthia. She's like my mother, like in Arkansas. She's the sweetest lady ever. Total badass too. Like yeah. came from like a biker gang. Like she's <laughs> a scary lady. Um, no, but I told my story to her, and she was like, "Elijah, you've been through the shit. Yeah, we need to get you out of the shit." And that's what she said to me. And I, I just smiled at her, and I was like, "It's never happening." and then I got out of the car and I and I just went and swam in the pond with my friends <laughs> and uh, then, then that day <clears throat> oh I need to preface real quick I'm sorry go uh, ahead <clears throat> I remember the first day after my intake trip it was a Wednesday <clears throat> and I got there and the first thing we did we showered and we got our new clothes and stuff <clears throat> and then we went into the chapel their chapel I walked in there totally crazy feeling walked in there there was like we walked in late to service and like there were like so many kids in the same place as me like up in the front of the room where there was like this altar kind of like it was just it was just a stage but they left room in the front and there were like probably 20 30 kids up in the front like on their knees like yelling and like crying and like and then there were kids, like, jumping around, smiling in the back. And I'm like, what the fuck? Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like a little Satanist Washington kid. Right. And I I remember walking in that room being like, this is weird. And then I went back after two months of suicide watch, I think. And I went in. And there was this dude named Tyler who happened to be my case manager when I moved into a hall and he was preaching a sermon on uh cleaning it was called cleaning house <clears throat> where he was talking about like cleaning out like the grossest parts of your house and like really deep cleaning your house and how like we can do that i remember walking up for the first time to the front of the room and getting on my knees i took off my shoes and i was like all right i'm i'm so done like i like i don't know my life was in shambles like right. <clears throat> you know you're at your worst like at this moment <clears throat> i remember sitting there and just trying, I'm like, please, like, fix me, <laughs> like, yeah, like in desperation. And Miss Cynthia, like, walks up behind me. She, like, hugs me from behind and, like, whispers in my ear and she says, she says, this one's for you, buddy. And I'm like, dang. You're just bawling. At I am. Moment. I'm bawling. Yeah. And, and I remember that moment. You're like, all right, where, God, do your worst <laughs> yeah, right now. <laughs> I remember that moment where, where I just, like, smiled and I was, like, crying. And, like, I just let go of everything. Because she was the only one there that knew. I mean, she was a mandated reporter, so, like, uh, the other staff knew. But I didn't know yeah. the staff knew. Right. <clears throat> um, But she was the only one that knew my deepest, darkest shit, you know? And I remember <clears throat> sitting there just, like, weeping and being like, dude. Like, this feels so good. Like, I just let this all go. Yeah. <clears throat> and that day, I just, you know, it's all different since then. And I ended up becoming, like, like, a super... <laughs> like a freak of nature at that place. <laughs> I, I got like super big when I was there. Like I got like kind of shredded <clears throat> and I ended up doing so I became like a certified CrossFit trainer and Dang. I um you know, I just slayed all the workouts and you Have know some water. I, Thank you. Yeah. And um <clears throat> Yeah, I ended up becoming like a essentially like a staff on campus. Just, like, super trusted. In kept, Arkansas? Yeah. Cool. So, at this rehab, I moved off campus. I became what they call a cadre, um, which I had to do this really long process for, but it's, like, a leader on campus. Like, I get to wear a hoodie. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
5: I get to not cut my hair. Um, By the way, I had the most treacherous bowl cut at rehab. <laughs> it, was, it was bad. Um, but, yeah, I became, uh, like, a leader on campus, like, a staff, kind of, and I... I don't know. It was crazy. There was so many things. There was this really cool kid, really sweet kid named Jack that was there who I ended up being like a little mentor to. I mean, I I was around his age, but he was super depressed, super suicidal. He um, he like tried to hang himself one day and I like held him up while a staff like untied him. Wow. uh, I don't know. I just became like a really, I guess, respected and I don't know. I don't know the word. But I I don't know I just became Kind of A leader on campus And like I don't know Had a little bit of authority And it was nice But Yeah that kind of set me up For a little bit of success And I um Yeah I ended up leading A bunch of those intake trips I was talking about You know Guiding these dudes Uh There's this kid That couldn't read cursive So I read his letter From his parents like But this kid was a mess I can't even get into coal (laughs) But um yeah, um, I ended up going home on February twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. That was the weirdest day ever. It was like the first time I've seen my whole family in a year.
2: Yeah,
5: <laughs> and uh, my whole family so surprised this was just me.
0: Just over a year ago.
5: Yeah. 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 This is I. I just hit my two months. So two years sober. Well, congrats. On the twenty third. Thank you. <clears throat> um. But yeah, so all that happened. I went home. I started um, kind of working, doing different jobs at different churches, you know, playing my guitar, singing, um, doing what I do. And I don't know. I made some friends. And yeah.
1: You, <laughs> to kind of tie this up, and then I want to kind of relate some of this back to your music. You talk about it like it. Like it's nothing, like you're lighthearted about it. Yeah, How, I'm so baffled. Like any, I'm just
3: baffled, man. Like, and it was so like recent.
5: Yeah, it's
3: like you've been sober for two years, and you're like, it's it's chill, you know. <laughs> which is which is awesome. Like I think that's super yeah, powerful yeah. in a story. Oh, for sure. That's, like that's really powerful.
1: I'm just where? When did you come to grips with like? Yeah, I'm gonna talk about it. <clears throat> uh, I like you just told us that you tried to murder your dad. That was your words <laughs> verbatim. <laughs> where, <clears throat> like, what I I'm so lot. Like, my where where was...
3: mind is fucked right it now. It is. It
1: is. <laughs> I just I would love to have you and your dad on first of all, <laughs> but also <I'm> down. <laughs> let's make it happen. Um. <laughs> where i guess i'm missing the transition point where you go from okay god do your worst to okay i'm going to talk about everything now
5: <clears throat> yeah i think i think i came to a point where i <clears throat> i lived in my past for so long and it was doing me nothing <clears throat> and really I really just came to a point where I realized that all this, like <clears throat> I, I have this thing where like, I wish that I went through all this so other people didn't have to, you know, it, like that would be my, my, like if there was anything that I could make a, a reality, it would be that like I lived through all that so that it, it, I took it all. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but the next best thing <clears throat> is I went through all that so that I can help you through that. And me keeping that to myself and, like, being sad about it or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. that's not doing anything for anyone, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> and there are people that are suffering the way I was suffering. And they don't have access to a super expensive treatment center that I don't even know how my parents got. <laughs> yeah. Or, or to be fair, parents that are together
1: and that love Jesus. Like, there's a lot of people <clears throat> out there that don't have that. Yeah. So,
5: yeah. So I I think really what it is, is like, I went through all this and what's it for? You know, I'm not just going to have done all this super hard work for me to just survive again and look like I'm doing good. You know, I'm actually going to live my life now. And there's just really no point in, in me in me being all sad about everything that I went through when, when all of it really does pack a really big punch. Yeah. And, <clears throat> you know, there are some situations where I can't talk about my past, which is fair. But in the situations where I can, and it's actually meaningful, I cherish cherish those moments so much. Like, there's really so much that has come out of my, my story and just my openness about it. And so, I, I don't know. I feel like it would be bad mm-hmm. of me, like wrong of me, To to keep it to myself when I have all this that has a potential to help someone, you know? I agree.
1: Definitely. What's your relationship with your family look like now?
5: With my parents, it's phenomenally better. Like, so much better. My mom, well, still my best friend... My dad and I have worked through a lot of different things, and rebuilt trust, and I'd say he's one of my pretty good friends now. Um, I really, really admire that guy. And, um, <clears throat> my baby sister, definitely my little homie. We watch anime together all day. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> she drinks my G Fuel. Sorry, I know you have a little thing going on, but... That's okay. You can plug it. That's <laughs> fine. Um... But yeah, we just watch anime all day. My other two sisters, um, I think, unfortunately, uh, and and right, rightfully so, I sometimes think, uh, I think they still kind of take me for who I used to be. It's a little bit. I mean, it's a lot. Like it's it's really hard to move past. I think in a lot of times. And sure. So, so I really don't <clears throat> don't blame them for that. But I think it's a little bit more difficult for them to see past all the like atrocities that i that i did in my past that just aren't me anymore you know Mm -hmm. and i don't know i think it's just a little difficult for them but uh as other than that like it's it's really good and it's really nice to finally live my life to be honest
1: first question of our fan questions that i think is a good um bridge here how does your faith impact your music these are your fans, by the way. None of our listeners ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> Mine either. So I don't no, know. your fans wrote in. <laughs> let me tell you,
5: dude. Um, my faith. I, a lot of people, a lot of people think that my music is really edgy for a Christian. Which it is. It really is. <clears throat> but my music isn't done yet. I'm, I'm telling a really, really long story in a lot of detail sometimes it's a single detail that makes a whole song and so my music seems edgy right now and my faith plays a part in it because it's all eventually gonna tie together and create my story of 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 redemption and coming back to life and eventually that'll happen but for now I'm still in the nitty-gritty, I
2: guess.
1: (laughs) Um, I want to open this up to the group. What do you guys think of the term Christian rapper or Christian artist? Uh, I'm not a fan.
3: Neither am I. I mean, because there's a big difference. I think there's like faith-based music and then there's worship music and then there's just artists that happen to be Christian.
0: Like Skillet, yeah.
1: There's a lot of metal fans that get angry when they find out that Skillet is a
0: Christian band, right? Evanescence, I think. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like these are these are bands that make authentic, good, secular music mm. that get a bad rap because they're Christian or yeah. NF, yeah, NF. Because a lot of
3: people listen to NF and they have no idea they're Christian. Yeah. It's like that's to me a artist that just happens to be a christian right i think he probably mentions god and what like a handful of songs
0: three or four yeah three or four. yeah
3: like it's not like it's pr- it's not like lecrae or like andy minio or you know it's not like artists that are very clearly they talk about their faith All openly right. in their songs and their titles Kanye of their West. <laughs> justin bieber worship album <laughs> no but i i think there's a big difference because there's certain people and in, in in music that like It's like Hillsong. Hillsong is giant. Yeah. But it is worship based music. Almost to a T. Like Hillsong has so many other churches and artists that are writing for (laughs) Hillsong United that come together in the Unite like in the entire world that are making music for Hillsong and it's very specific. Right. Where NF or Skillet, it's like they're just Christian dudes or like your music. Guarantee you you're probably not talking about praising jesus in your music right now because no. it's not part of your story yet yeah like in the wherever your music's at but in your who, story like who says it has to be part of his story like it doesn't it's, right like that's that's the joy it's, of making music like it doesn't have to be anything yeah because i would say your that, own stuff
1: that kanye west i there's no doubt in my mind that that guy's a christian yeah at all and same goes for kendrick lamar mm-hmm. or any of these other dudes that have said yeah i'm I'm a Christian through and through. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't like Christian artists. Like I, that sounds bad. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> me you mean genre? I just, I have an issue with, cause to me, when Lecrae goes on stage, he isn't necessarily being authentic to himself. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that the Lecrae on stage is always boasting about God in his life. No, read his books. Like, mm-hmm. he literally spells it out for you that he doesn't, which is why I think I like Andy Minio's newest album, because there are some points in his music where he's like, screw you, God. Like, why would you do this to me? Mm-hmm. And for which me, authentic. that's authentic. That's still a relationship with God. It's just not, you know, the pretty lights and cameras yeah. that the christian it, faith it's wants not it the to be.
3: sunday morning thing that people right. want to talk about right. yeah
5: that's actually something that i've been putting a lot of thought into just with you know seeing a lot of the like just maverick city stuff and whatnot just like industrialized faith mm-hmm. and uh kind of turning it more into a business and, right well, <clears> and a brand <laughs> and you know i, I don't know I'm not afraid to say anything. so Right. Well,
1: <laughs> and I think there's a time for you to flex on Jesus, mm-hmm. but there's also time for you to look around and go, okay, people are suffering here. Well, it's actually and hilarious. It's just flexing on Jesus isn't going to fix right. the issue.
3: That you mentioned industrializing really anything in like worship oh, music goodness, or stuff. Oh my goodness, you're right. Because I actually looked into several schools to go to school for music production mm-hmm. and like get into sound engineering because I grew up running sound and like running worship uh, teams and stuff as far like from the soundboard. And I wanted to do that for a job. But the more I looked into schools and the more I thought about it and like my cousin was in a band, he was a bass player for a rock band and granted it's a completely different world, but the industrialized side of the music industry, no matter what genre you're in, I think there's so much corruption and bullshit in Seriously, I was like, like my, my cousin literally got his sh- like the shit kicked out of him in Tennessee and his shit left on the side of the road, like with him barely being able to walk. Like granted that's in a fucking rock band that's traveling in a van. But I'm like to a point that's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I was like, do I really want to go to work every day to make worship music and have to like fight my way to the top or fight my way into a job? I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. Like that takes the whole service part of it out.
5: Yeah. I really think it's strayed really far from what the, Initial purpose and yeah. true purpose of what it should be yeah. is, and that just kind of frustrates me to think about. Right, like yeah. I, I also looked into, you know, after rehab, I thought about going straight from Arkansas to like mm. Bethel School of Worship, mm-hmm. or Hillsong, mm-hmm. or so, or just something of that nature. And, and the more I looked into it, it was just, it, it really just became more more and more evident that it was more performance-based, and I, right. I don't like that.
0: <clears throat> Not about that. You know, th- that echoes a lot of what your dad talked about on, on his episode with industrialized faith and whatnot, but it kind of leans... That's what I thought you were going to go for. Mm-hmm. It kind of leans towards something I thought about in in the car today uh, when I was listening to your stuff. Uh, I had two questions about like music and how they interact with art that I want to bring up to you because... I'm sure we can all agree music is a decent form of art mm-hmm. but can we call it art if it's not authentic because if if the art piece isn't authentic to the art maker then it's <clears throat> uh, how much can it really be art i think we talked about that with the cray and yeah versus andy minio mm-hmm. um what i really wanted to ask you about was how does 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 an art piece change if like depending on how it's received like if if we create if if i create something in in artistic nature whether it's a a, a painting a demonstration music what it what be it a play sure uh, and it's received terribly does that make it less artful or does that make it or or is that like you know what i put my heart and soul into it so now they're just rejecting me and i'm okay with that because i chose to be authentic
5: yeah i i really personally don't think that my I don't care what people think about my music because <clears throat> my music is like, I really think the artistic aspect of it lies within the artist itself. Um, and that's why I don't really like boobies, drugs, and sex is because I just, I don't know where that's coming from. That's yeah. like actually there. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I, I know there's a lot of people that don't like a lot of my songs because I'm just all over the board, which is fair, <clears throat> but, Every single song has, has massive significance to me. <clears throat> and so when I look at it, I, I, I see art. When other people look at it, they they might be looking for quality or they might be looking for other things. So I don't base my art off of other people's opinions necessarily. So I don't know if that answers your question.
0: Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, Like, how, how does... Okay, so... It's reception doesn't change you as an artist. Do you feel like it changes the art piece itself? So, for instance, uh, on Spotify, <laughs> at least, your song Cold has around 3,600 plays. Yeah. And your other ones just say less than 1,000. Yeah. Does it... And and I bet Cold isn't your favorite song. Absolutely not. I do not like that song. Really? <laughs> oh. it's, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Does, do you feel uh, that... The art piece is is different based on its reception than when like when you you're releasing a song soon coming out and does does the art piece in its own nature change depending on how it's received? No. I know that's a really <clears throat> weird question. No, no,
5: no, I don't think it does because some of my most meaningful songs that I can always look back on and listen to. You know, I think my song Sedona is far more valuable to me as a person and an artist than Cold. Mm. Sedona doesn't have as many plays and it's not as liked, but yeah, I don't know because because like going back to my goal in music is conveying my emotion in the moment. If I listen back on it two years later and feel the same thing, I've succeeded.
2: Right.
5: Whether it sounds like trash or not, you know, like I know my first album's production quality is garbage. But I can listen back on those songs and feel what I felt. And, you know, there's a song on it that no one likes. It's called Thank Your Wife. And I sing it like a weirdo. And it's just, (laughs) I don't know. That song means so much to me because, you know, that song's about my friend who overdosed and my other friend who fell off a cliff, you know. And it's just, it's about, you know, my consequences of the way I was living and the people that I met and the things that I was into and knowing all these people living in the same lifestyle, kind of resulting in me having to see tragic things. And that song has massive significance to me whether it has 20 plays or not. I don't even know how many plays it has, but Right. <clears throat> so no, I don't think it's changed based on the the way it's received by people.
1: Okay. Good segue. Um what oh, song God. reminds you of your lowest low <clears throat> and what song reminds you of your highest high? Oh shoot. Would you say Sedona? Dude. Reminds you of your lowest low, or thank you wife, or what was it? What did you call thank it? Your or thank your wife. Thank your wife. Sorry.
5: My lowest low. That is.
1: Is there something coming out that we can expect? That will reflect your lowest low.
5: I've got a whole EP coming out <laughs> in, in August. <laughs> there we go. Ooh. Called Sellers, and it is all of my low. <laughs> wow. It's only three songs. Dang. Sedona's one of them. But yeah, Sedona, Sedona is. Um, I don't know. I think I had this time <clears throat> coming back from rehab where I made a lot of friends that I expected to be really, really good friends to me. <clears throat> and. Obviously, putting your faith in people too much kind of bites you in the butt sometimes, mm. and it and that is there was a huge part of that kind of friendship group that was there that is just completely reflected by that whole entire e p and <clears throat> even even the fact that I lost a kid that I did meth and whatnot, I think the loneliness of losing everybody that I had put my trust in and whatnot, I think that was probably. Probably lower than all that. Just thinking that I was on top of the world once again. And then just kind of stumbling back. Um, your highest high. My highest high?
1: <clears throat> <laughs> also, I do want to say, it doesn't say your songs. So if there's a song that you associate with your lowest low or your highest high that isn't made by you, we would oh, love to hear about shoot. it. It just says, what song reminds you of your highest high?
0: You just added 10 minutes to this question. I know I did. I'm so sorry. I'm
1: trying to wrap it up a little bit.
0: Highest high
5: might be copycat. I don't think I've ever made a song about my highest high. You're not there yet. Not yet. Yeah. (laughs) That's okay. I don't know. But so far, so far, probably copycat. I was very happy when I made that it's song. It's a good song. I it love it. It took me so long to write the guitar really for that, like let it. me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, who would your top feature be?
1: If you could have any artists in the world. In the world? In the world. Uh, Dead or alive. Oh, shoot.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Is this a happy song or a sad song?
1: Whichever you choose.
5: Happy song, Justin Bieber. Don't make fun of me. Okay. Sad song, Bonnie Iver.
0: Hold on. Today Justin Bieber or like 2016 That's a good question. That's a good question. <laughs> today
5: Justin Bieber.
1: All right. Okay. I like Today okay. Justin okay. Bieber. I really do.
5: Yeah. Kind of hot. Big J- I'm a big JB stand. <laughs> Huge inspiration <laughs> to me even though nothing I make sounds anything like him. Um, simple question.
1: Not necessarily simple actually. What does the music making process look like for you? You've kind of given us a little bit of hints here and there.
5: Okay. Um... In a nutshell, what are you going to do tomorrow in your music making process? Uh, I'm going to feel sad. Okay. Then I'm going to walk into my studio, sit in my chair, look over at my piano, sit there for a second, and then either message like a producer I'm on good terms with, and I'm like, hey, I want to make a song. And they'll yeah. be like, okay, because I don't know, they like me somehow. And then... Uh, Either that or I'll I'll hop on my MacBook and I'll start making a beat. And then once I'm done with the beat, I'll hop on my PC and I'll start recording vocals. And, you know, uh, like I said, I'm kind of not the most structured musician ever. So, like, I'll walk into my studio feeling something and I'll just bring my guitar in there and I'll just, like, go at it. And mm-hmm. then I'll be like, oh, cool. And then <clears throat> I'll just start recording vocals. Um, if I'm feeling extra professional sounding I'll send it to one of my friends Who's an engineer um, And But most of the time I just mix all the vocals myself I b- add a bunch of effects and whatnot. It's a lot of work It takes me a long time And A lot of money <laughs> It's really expensive to make good
1: music So which do you prefer? Do you prefer making the beats yourself or no?
5: Uh, depends how lazy I'm feeling. I guess uh, if it's more of like a folky, sad song, I love. I need to make it myself. If it's um, if it is a more upbeat song, like a hyper pop song, like Mental, I can't make that beat. Yeah, those beats are really hard to make, <laughs> like super hard. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> so I'll I'll work with someone else on that. But uh, typically, like, Sedona, Copycat, um, my whole first album, and second album, I made everything. <clears throat> Except for Cold. I didn't make Cold. I was really lazy on that one. That's okay. Yeah. That's why I don't <laughs> like it. It's, like, bad in my brain.
1: Um. Here's a question that I've been sitting on for a long time to ask an artist on the show. Okay. Let's say you die tomorrow, right? Okay. Just... Nobody knows how it happened. Nobody knows what's going on. You die tomorrow. Yeah. What would you want to happen with your unreleased music? And to build on that question, <clears throat> we've seen artists like Juice World X, Pop Smoke drop songs even as new as last week. Yeah. <laughs> Should we
5: let these artists rest? Um, <clears throat> yes. Yes. Because a lot of these... Songs that are being released by these people in specific X <laughs> um it's a lot of really recycled snippets mm-hmm. that are just thrown together and then ah uh, let's put Kanye on it, you know? Right. <laughs> and it it what it really comes down to in my brain is like X, <clears throat> just speaking on X in specific, like Juice World, I know his music was like already pre recorded with the beats already, so they were already finished songs. So yeah, yeah. if I have finished songs, yeah, for sure. Like, please post them. <clears throat> um but with X, like these are just a bunch of samples that his mom is like milking, and I don't oh, like no. that. I don't like that because you know, I, I mean, if you really dig deep enough, like back in my drug days, I was bumping X, yeah, all the screamo X, yeah. And so you know, he's got a little, he got a little place in the heart, and so I, I, I personally don't really like to see him like milked like that, and I don't know much about pop smoke, really, even Juice World that much, but. But, yeah, I really do think that, like, you know, it's cool to, like, release a posthumous, like, project that they had been working on and planning. Like, I'm always planning projects. I have projects planned for next year, the year after. Yeah. And if I died tomorrow, I want those projects out, you know? Those, like, because...
1: As as is, or would you like someone to jump in on a feature for that, or how would you Mm. want that to look?
5: It depends who the feature is. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really want six nine hopping on any of my songs. I'll be honest. <laughs> I don't care dead or alive. That's gonna defile me incredibly. Yeah. But um, I don't know if there if it's a song that like needs a little that has an open like that I was ma- planning a feature for. Sure. I don't really care that much. I can't care because I'm dead and I right. I don't know. I don't. It doesn't matter that much to me. You know. Um. Well, I mean,
4: like a good example of that is Mac Miller's album after he died. Yeah. That was really... Really well.
5: Yeah, I really liked that. That example is really good because yeah. yeah. his his music was pre-planned. It was mm-hmm. all done, and they they didn't throw a bunch of crazy features on there just to get more publicity. They uh, <clears throat> they like just had it professionally mixed and and thrown in an album, you know. Yeah, and I really liked that. <clears throat> so yeah, sure. I don't really care. I'm dead. Alrighty, <laughs> we'll make sure to let
1: your parents know. <laughs> <laughs>
5: make your money, mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. Here's a selfish question um who can do a feature on your album or on your music and then who can play your music like I've been streaming a little bit here and there recently could I play your music on stream
5: on stream like uh like
1: twitch or YouTube or something <clears throat> yeah like that. okay yeah okay what about features because he also
0: wants to feature on one of your songs well
1: here's the thing is i noticed on instagram <laughs> the other day you were like hey anybody that wants to do a feature pull up yeah and
5: so what I are you doing a day of of like no charging but what, yeah sure you can what feature. are your thoughts on that i'm i'm so on board with like meeting new people and just like getting to know people under like a musical standpoint, like yeah. I love working with new people. I'm constantly reaching out to new producers, different artists, <clears throat> you know, asking them, you know. And it's even a little out of place for me because I'm reaching out to a lot of like, like not that I'm big or anything, but I'm I'm well above newbie at sure. this point. You know, sure, yeah, I have yeah. I have a fairly decent following. Um <clears throat> people people listen to my music god knows why but <laughs> <laughs> It's um, good it's good sometimes <laughs> Um but yeah I'm I'm so down always to to work with new people I don't know I think I've developed the skills to make a, most people sound okay yeah. even if they're bad Sure you mentioned auto tune the other day <laughs> or earlier Yeah Ben Ben was asking if he can make a song for his girlfriend <clears throat> Oh yeah, he's, g- he's gonna make a song, and well, I'm-, see, I'm gonna just slap auto tune yeah, on that. Easy. <laughs> we said we're gonna do this like a month ago, and it never happened. It
4: was like three months it ago. It was bro. a long time ago. <laughs> it could still so happen. It could. It could so happen. Before you be go, it'll
1: be so good. Be so good. Dang. Um, that's all I got, guys. Anything
2: from you guys? Yeah.
0: A uh, little small callback. You said we would get to where you reached out to the mom of the. Sorry, to the woman you impregnated, and we never got back to that. Wow, that's a great... Yeah, thank you. That was a good pullback. I forgot about that. (laughs) What did he say?
5: After rehab... um, So I... Before rehab, I slept around with a lot of girls. Um, And that's not a drug, sex, money, flex. That's just a a fact. Right, right. And so I went on a mission when I got back from rehab to apologize to every single girl that I have mistreated. Wow. And so her being one of them, I forget, Susie, Suzanne, Su- Judy, 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 Yeah, Judy just was one of them. And so I, you know, I, I don't know. I like memorized her number back in the day and I was like, <laughs> and so yeah. I remembered it. So I dialed it up, called her and I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like I really messed so much up and that, that was so bad of me. <clears throat> so I just had that conversation with her. Uh, it ended up getting really weird on that phone call though. She was like, you want to meet up at her old spot? And I was like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> no, she was, t- she like tried to hook up with me yeah. after and it was really awkward. And, uh, I believe it. <laughs> and so I ju- I was just like, nah, bro, I just called to apologize. Cause I just, it just wasn't right of me. And I'm really sorry for putting you through that. And yeah, that's just how that went. And it went that way with way too many women. Not, not all- the awkward part, but just like, just me meet- calling them yeah. Yeah. or yeah. meeting them, meeting up with them and just apologizing to them.
0: Any other questions? No, that's
5: it. That's
0: all I got. J B. Plug Nothing yourself. Country, boy. Elijah, you've earned it. Plug, Plug yourself. yourself. Tell people where to find you. myself. Yeah. <clears throat>
1: Plug in. Okay. What do you have coming down the pipeline for all of your listeners? Doing what?
5: <laughs> um
1: You're working on projects. When yeah. does this drop? <clears throat> what so are your socials?
5: My socials, you can find me on Instagram at Elijah Libs. Um I mean, at this point, you could probably search up Lubby and just find me. Um, uh, I got TikTok. I don't remember the thing. (laughs) That's okay. Um, What? Is it just Lubby on TikTok? Maybe. Anyways, Instagram, Elijah Libs, Spotify, Lubby, any streaming platform, Lubby, L-U-B-B-Y. And I, I really, I'm pretty boring. I don't really venture out much more than that.
1: Anything that you'd like to tell the people before we go? Any, uh, you you have fans listening right now, you have strangers listening right now, you've got church goers listening right now, and you probably have school classmates listening right now. I didn't anything you really want to go say to, to school, all
5: but um, <laughs> listen to my music, cause I want money, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I want to. <laughs> I love it, <laughs> and I want to not work lame jobs. Um, I got a lot of projects coming out in the next two years, pretty rapidly. So, and super high production. So, super hot, super hot fire.
1: Sweet, we'll yeah. be on the lookout
5: for it. Um, <clears throat> do, do be doing that,
1: Elijah. Thank you for sitting down for an interview with us.
2: Ah, uh, the it's college comrades, of <laughs> course. <That's nice. laughs> Alrighty,
0: yep. yep. Thanks for everyone for tuning in. Check us out next week where we go over. Or where you get to hear the first of our Legrand episodes? I'd already dropped. You get to hear one of our Legrand episodes. Yeah, One nope. of Yeah. See ya.